time to ring in the new year by briefly looking over the past year and plans for this year. Get ready and tighten your seatbelt. Hello, everybody. It is Tuesday, January 1st, 2019. We have survived another chaotic year under President and Commander-in-Chief Donald John Trump. Something that ever since 2016 we were told time and again that everything was going to kill everybody, yet here we all are. We're all here, we're all alive, we're all breathing. Well, most of us are. Some people passed on, obviously. I mean, you know, you can't stop that. It's the changing of the seasons and the time and, the, and life in general. I mean, you can't... The, my point is, if, is if, if you're listening to this, you're alive. You were probably told at some point you were going to die, whether it was net neutrality rules being repealed, all right, or Brett Kavanaugh becoming Supreme Court Justice, or, uh, you know, I don't know, any any number of other things. I mean, so much could have killed you this year. Why aren't you sitting back in awe that you have made it to the next year? That, that in and of itself is a big feat. Congratulations. Give yourself a hand. All right, you did good. You, d- you did good. I hope everybody had a, hope everybody had a joyous Christmas season, if that's your thing. If not, you know, if, if you're more of a, Hanukkah type, then, you know, hopefully you had a good Hanukkah, a good Kwanzaa, good uh, winter solstice, or um, if you're just an atheist, hopefully you just had a good time being an asshole. Uh, I'm I'm kidding. That's a joke. I know plenty of atheists. You're not assholes. It's a joke. And, you know, I mean, it's hard to figure out when you can joke about stuff anymore. Recently in the news, at least if you've been watching, like people are somehow shocked that Louis that Louis C.K. is is controversial and a dirtbag. Like, like it's a shock to people. Like, oh, here's a comedian. Here's a stand-up comedian who is being edgy and non-PC. Wow, what 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 a different because I guess people just want out of their comedians. I I guess they just want um, Eliza Schellinger. And goat noises, because that's hilarious. That's beside the point. I actually do kind of like Eliza Schellinger, but... I mean, I guess that's what people want. They don't want controversy in their comedy anymore, because it could be a fancy of... George Carlin is rolling around in his grave right now. Parts of me wish that George Carlin were alive and well today, because I think he would be offending just about everybody, and it would be funny as hell. If he were doing that, and it's it's really funny, you know. I think if you listen to a lot of stand-up comedians, especially from the heyday of stand-up comedy, because it really hasn't been a thing for I don't know 
15 years or whatever quality stand-up comedy is hard to come by. Uh, <laughs> if you ask them, I you know, I think it was Tim Allen and and some of the other, you know, some of the other haydayers from from back in the time, Jerry Seinfeld, for example, they were all saying that it, it it's becoming it, it's such a first off, comedy is such a subjective profession anyway. Like some people find the most ridiculous things funny. I'm one of those people. Uh, I love stupid humor. I love subtle humor. Um, you know, th- think in the lines of, I don't know, Mel Brooks' Spaceballs. There's the scene where Dark Helmet is wearing a giant safari hat with, with eyeballs, you know, etched out of it, and a little flap that he can open up to, to reveal his face. And as he's sitting in there, he's got a megaphone. And Colonel Sanders is standing next to him. As the guys are combing the desert with an actual comb. And Colonel Sanders says something along the lines of, uh, Do you think we took him a bit too literally? And Dark Helmet, standing right next to him, pulls up the megaphone. And through the megaphone says... No, you idiot. He told us to comb the desert, so we're combing it. And then he puts the megaphone down, cups his hands around his mouth, and starts shouting, Found anything yet? That is stupid humor. Love it. I love it to death. It's the best thing ever. Some people look at that and think it's the stupidest thing on the face of the planet and won't even elicit a chuckle out of them because they're soulless and they have no joy in their life. But but I digress. You know, Christmas. I hope everybody had a good. I you know I celebrate Christmas, so I had a great Christmas. Uh, I, I I think I did well for my wife. Um, she's sitting in the other room right now, probably overhearing me talk a little bit, which is kind of funny. But I think I did well for her, and getting her, you know, good surprising Christmas gifts. And we got a, a, a nice vacation coming up, and then big things for for the year ahead, and and that's great. And then, you know, she did excellent for me. I am surrounded by by stuff right now. I'm surrounded by some some more classic Star Wars collectible items, some some Peanuts collectible items, Charlie Brown, if you will, uh, a Lego set, uh, the Funko Pops out the wazoo. And, and it is great. And But I enjoyed the season thoroughly. I, I think my episodes from the past month have reflected that Christmas time is the time that I like to pull away from all the nonsensical things. Because I, I don't even think I really talked about like the government being in shutdown right now and the, the, the petty little debates that they're having back and forth. The show, the, the, the show that's going on. And it hit me the other day, too. Like, you know why Donald Trump is really allowing the shutdown right now? And I don't know why, I don't know why it hit me the other day. But it's because he's so... He's so petty because he knows that as soon as Congress convenes, which is now, you know, a Democratic majority, he knows that when they when they first meet, the first meetings are going to be about impeachment proceedings and, and things of that nature. So he says it's all over the wall and that he's fine shutting the government down and that he won't blame the Democrats, but then he does blame the Democrats. But he'll still ride the shutdown. It's just all part of the Donald Trump reality show that is 
American politics today, which is sad. It's really sad because these aren't the these aren't the things that I would like to be talking about. These aren't the debates that I'd like to be having, but they're the ones that we have to have. Crazy as it is because we have a giant baby as a president. And I know, I know my brother Hugh sent me like a text message that said with Donald Trump, you know, it was a meme that said happy new year, I'm still your president or whatever and you know. Okay, I get it. And that doesn't take away from some of the accomplishments and good things Donald Trump has done. I've always tried to be a neutral program that respects the good decisions and and criticizes the bad ones. And I'll get into more about what this program's becoming when we go over the 2019 and what, what to expect, but... Can you guys believe it's 2019 and, and so much happened in 2018? I'm 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 scrolling through all the past year's Fritz cast episodes. Like I you know, I want I want you guys to realize something. That's that's insane here, alright? I'm going back to the, the the year mark for season three, the season three debut of Fritzcast, which was exactly a year ago. Published on, uh, where's the date on this thing? Does it even show the date? Knowing my luck, it doesn't. It just says one year ago. But we were welcoming in the new year. And I was talking about plans for 2018. And and I, I was talking about the Iranian woman arrested during protests because she took off her hijab and refused to wear it. Like real, actual, factual Feminism at its finest, fighting against totalitarian power. Like, people try to make that out like it's going on here in America when an Iranian woman was getting arrested for removing her hijab. And we want to talk about women's rights here and how they're apparently non-existent because all the rich white Republican men want to strip it from them or something to that nature. Um, at the same token in that podcast episode talked about Steve Bannon completely turning on Trump and then going on his world tour which he's knee deep in now like just screwing up every country in his path and tax cuts uh, just to name a few type topics that's, that kicked off 2018 and that was a year ago you're talking about we were. I was talking about the Philadelphia Eagles winning their first Super Bowl championship last year. Unprecedented run in the playoffs into the Super Bowl and winning the first ever Super Bowl, which I was so thankful to witness and to have off of work to be able to watch and be able to, as an Eagles fan who, I mean, I've struggled from since I was a wee lad, Watching Donovan McNabb toss toss the ball to Todd Stinkston and and uh, Freddie Fred X Freddie Fred X Mitchell. I'd just like to thank these hands who was garbage and uh, you know all these other trash. Why like he had no team around him, carried him into the playoffs. Heartbreakingly lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots in two thousand four in Jacksonville, Florida, and. You know, forever, like, tarnishing the Andy Reid legacy, the Donovan McNabb legacy of the Eagles, because 
some people took it as a prideful moment. I took it as a wow, we get to the big game and you still find a way to 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 lose and not bring home the chip. Team could have been solidified in greatness, but you know what? I'm I think that the 2018 Eagles are truly the greatest Eagles team in Eagles history. Simply for the fact that as people were were getting bit off of the game and going out injured left and right, they took on a team approach and a next man up mentality and an underdog embracing their underdog status and they dethroned the evil empire of the Patriots. And, that, and it's funny, a whole year later, just a couple of weeks ago, people were writing the Eagles off as trash, one-hit wonders, and wouldn't even make the playoffs again. And what what happened? What happened? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. This Sunday, the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Chicago Bears in the wild card playoffs. With Nick Foles under center again. Semi, semi-different situation from last year. But if I were any other team in the NFC playoffs right now, if I could think of a team that I'd want to play the least, and I hope I hope it's not just my bias as an Eagles fan, lifelong Eagles fan too, I had to go through all the pain and suffering before relishing the sweet victory. Here we are, possibly going again. And if I was, if I was any other NFC East team, or NFC, if I was, if I was any NFC team in the playoffs right now, the last team I would want to face is the Philadelphia Eagles because something about Doug Peterson and Nick Foles and and against the odds, back against the wall, just works. I don't know what it is. I'd love to go into more analysis on that. There's probably a dozen of you going, oh my God, I can't stand the Eagles and I can't believe he's talking about it. It's, it's his one. Brian Nichols is out there going, this is this is Fritz and, and his one worst quality is being an Eagles fan. And, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. He's a freaking Cowboys fan for some reason. I don't know. I hope he's ready for the heartbreak because if they don't get eliminated in game one, this is this would be the sweet thing, right? If they don't get eliminated in week one, then hopefully they face us and we eliminate them so that we can shut up their stupid fan base once and for all. Until next year when we do this all over again. So, like, but that's how we kicked off FritzCast last year. It was, you know, that was, those were the hot topics. Uh, 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 my second episode of, of the year was apparently tre- President Trump. You might not remember this. He he behind closed doors regarding. He talked about shithole countries. He he was talking about immigration and said we don't want these people from this shithole countries. <laughs> people probably don't even remember that he talked about that. And there was a big uncovering of the FISA courts and how to obtain those things. And Rand Paul and Justin Amash catching flack for. Defending the Fourth Amendment because people were subjecting the Fourth Amendment, saying that it's okay for the government to parse your internet, you know, history for the good of the nation. We had um, what else did we have? Oh yeah, we had looming uh, government shutdowns uh, t- over and over and over. 
that was up and down all time. It's every year because what does the government do? We talked about it all last year up through now and even right now. When this shutdown ends, it's not going to be on a true funding bill. It's going to be on stopgap funding that just pushes, kicks the can down the road, pushes everything down a couple more times, and then in a couple months we'll be talking about the government shutting down again. It's a pattern, and it's been going on. Wake up America. It was going on under Obama. It was going on under Bush. This isn't new anymore. It's not new anymore, and, and insanely, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez comes out and says something that I agree with, where she said, if the government goes into lockdown, all, all of Congress is paid should be, you know, furloughed. They're like, none of us should be getting paid if there's a shutdown and we're just palling around collecting our paycheck like it's nothing. Like, I actually have to, hate to say it, I have to respect her for that. Uh, I don't like her on nearly anything else. I hate every time she talks, but, you know, a broke a broken clock, clock is right at least twice a day. That's the fallacy that I take for it. But I can't believe that you would make me admit that, America. I cannot believe it. It was really funny, too, because the government shutdown at the beginning of last year was over DACA. The Dreamers Act. Immigration reform. That's what it was for. What's it over now? I need money for my border wall. Need money for my border wall and for protecting, you know, America. Obama... You know, Obama, he builds a wall around his house. Nobody bats an eye. I'm just asking that we do it around our nation. That's, that's what we're arguing over, man. Oh, uh, man. Um, oh, this this was a story that kind of just came and went. Like, I, I haven't even followed up on this story, but uh, it was back in February last year. Amazon, J.P. Morgan Chase, Berkshire Hathaway were teaming up to... Uh, Put a dent in the healthcare and insurance market. Haven't even haven't even looked that up with healthcare reform. But it were three mega powerhouse companies teaming up to try to find a solution for their employees. But nobody cares because what was what was the hot topic the last month and a half? Oh yeah, Amazon te- treats their employees like crap, and you shouldn't do your Christmas shopping there. Guess what? Everybody still did their Christmas shopping on Amazon.com. People still got their shipping. People still went online and got their packages shipped to them by UPS employees who were beat out by their union over dues, but they didn't bat an eye at that story either, did they? Crazy. I already predicted the government shutdowns. Uh, We had uh, the the Parkland shooting. That was back in um, February as well. And that sparked uh, huge controversy with the uh, sheriff of Broward County, Scott Israel, and it, it unleashed a debate. It unleashed a huge debate about police and whether or not they're supposed to protect and serve you, which, by the way, the federal court, the people took that case to the federal court saying that Broward County did not uphold their duty that day by having policies in place to not respond to the active shooting scene in the school. There, the, the, I, I remember talking about the controversial aspects of how that was handled from, from from Broward County 
because we had the school resource officer posted up outside the school and Broward County responding posted up outside the school, not going in, not not actively pursuing the shooter case. We, we, we discussed a little bit about uh, officer safety and, and, and keeping yourself in a safe situation, but when, when push comes to shove, what's your job? Um, there was another police agency, too, that, that was baffled when they showed up that Broward County wasn't going in, uh, among other things. However, uh, the, they took they took Broward County to federal court in a lawsuit, and it was it was deemed by the federal court that uh, the police have no duty to protect you in those situations. Can you believe that they have no duty to protect you? And and while that, that while that's being upheld, instead of people being angry about that, there's talking about why gun rights should be stripped from citizens. So gun rights should be stripped from citizens, right? You, your gun rights should come under scrutiny because of the acts of a handful of individuals from this past year. And don't worry about not having a gun because the police will protect you. Oh, wait, the courts just ruled they have no duty to protect you. Wow. Wow. And people wonder... <laughs> People wonder why people are a little paranoid by the, by the government sometimes. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. The things that go on. Um, you know, among some of the other things, too. I mean, like... There was a lot of the Parkland shooting for, for a couple of months. The, the, the kids going around for political activism, the March for Our Lives... People getting fired everywhere, giant omnibus spending bills, um, health care debates came back into play. Like, the, the same turning wheel, year in, year out. Charlie Gard, like, like that, that popped up. The UK, the kid dying in the UK, the UK ruling the parents couldn't even take the kid home to die in peace. Nope, he's going to die in a hospital room. Trump totally skipping the White House correspondence dinner, which is, I mean, it, it's not even like a cool thing anymore. We had, of course, my 29th birthday. That, oh, God. That means, oh, geez. We're not even going to talk about that. Dominoes paved the way into the news by literally fixing potholes better than the government ever could hope for. Donald Trump announced the Space Force... Remember Space Force? I think he brought it up again recently within the past couple of weeks, Space Force, but but yeah, that what a joke, man. What a joke. And 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 so so much other things happened in the past year, you know, uh the, including the um including the the Brett Kavanaugh hearings over the course of the summer which dominated dominated for months in the news that we were all talking about Brett Kavanaugh, what happened 30 years ago, is drinking beer bad, and the left saying hopefully Ruth Bader Ginsburg doesn't die, which, I mean, by the way, if if you were one of those people that was poking fun at Ruth Bader Ginsburg after having, I believe it was surgery, uh, over cancer and, and for her powering on and still doing her appointed duty, I mean, shame on you. You can disagree with Ruth Bader Ginsburg opinion. 
You can disagree with her as a person. You can disagree with her fundamental stances. That's all fine and dandy. Don't pick on the old lady for fighting battles like uh, like a beast. I mean, I I have very key fundamental differences of beliefs from Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but you try to tell me that she didn't beast through some stuff on that. So it's been, I mean, a heck of a year back and forth with that. That's just like a brief, it's a very brief year in review. I, I thought about like compiling clips from these shows together, but when you do one show a week for a whole year, it's 52 episodes. Imagine trying to parse through 52 of your episodes to find the highlights from throughout the year and compile it into an episode that's not going to be an hour long or or worse. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. It's a one-man show here at FritzCast right now. That ain't happening. Let me just tell you, that ain't happening. But we're looking ahead at 2019 now, and what are some of the plans that I have for 2019? And I, I, I do have some big plans in, in play um, for 2019. I have some very good feelings about 2019. I woke up this morning very ecstatic for a new year. Uh, for it being 2019, which is usually, a lot of times I'm just like, oh, it's a new year, whatever. Like, the ball drops, and it's funny, I, I tweeted out on my uh, on my Twitter account last night. I'm looking for it. Um, I tweeted out, quote, maybe it's the fact that I've mostly worked them in prison, but New Year's Eve doesn't mean much to me anymore. The day itself, the idea of counting down... My mind will change if I switch careers and catch the ball drops again. So kick one back for me, folks. It's funny, whenever I do that on my Twitter, whenever I um, talk about my profession, considering that I'm a limited l- limited libertarian, uh, l- limited government libertarian ideal kind of guy, working for the government in law enforcement, in corrections, is um, hmm, peculiar. Um, I get a lot of interesting responses from people. <laughs> I really do. There's your straight-up anarchists who hate me, <laughs> in, a, in a manner of speaking, almost. Uh, there's libertarians who respect what I do, respect the fact that I have a libertarian view and am in that profession and promote the idea of libertarianism and want to expand that in heavy criminal justice reforms and things like that. And then I get, you know... I get people who are just, you know, uh, for lack of better terms, just assholes about it. You know, they want to talk about, you know, bootlickers and stuff like that. Like, like I'm some authoritarian prick. Um, it's a very unique position to be in. But I tweeted that out. And so part of it is, is working in my career. But, you know, we're working on steps for that. Uh, that is, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You got you to gotta do what brings in the dough. Um and sometimes that means I lace up boots and I put on a uniform and I go ensure the safety and security of a prison. Which really, at the end of the day, that's my job in a prison. It's safety and security. It's not it's not anything else. It's not I'm not there to judge people for why they're there. I'm not there to look up their charges. I'm not there to give them a hard time. My my job is literally safety and security. That's it. That's it. And by the way, <laughs> Unlike Broward County, if I see an if I see an inmate beating the crap out of another inmate, guess what? I am obligated to do legally: break it up. I'm obligated. I'm obligated legally to make sure 
that that guy don't kill the other guy. So, I've been there. I've been in the thick of having to separate people fighting. Um, be it with their fists or with trash cans or broomsticks or whatever. It happens. But 2019, uh, among some of the other things I tweeted out too, I, I really hope to expand the program. Um, I want to get a little more dynamic. Uh, something that's opened my eyes recently, if you don't listen to Something's Off with Andrew Heaton, I, uh, I absolutely 100% believe that you should stop now. I mean, don't stop listening to this episode now. We're almost done. Get through the end of this episode. Then go download Something's Off with Andrew Heaton. Listen to that. Um, he's opened my eyes a lot, really, for how to approach the discussion of politics and differences of opinion. You know, I don't do this program to in your face and be right about things. I do this program because there's certain ways that I see things. And I want to open up people's perspectives because people probably don't understand why I see things the way I do. And that's what people... I believe, are really interested in, at the core, why do people think the ways that they think? Why do they have those beliefs? Is there a way to change those beliefs? Is there commonalities in our differences of beliefs? Is there compromise room? You know, things of that nature. And I'm really trying to do it in a spirited way. I'm not trying to do it in a downtrodden, oh my god, you're statist, you're wrong, you bootlicker. I'm not trying to do it like that. I'm trying to do it in a way that promotes the discussion, encourages the debate, and at the end of the day, maybe we don't agree with each other, but we still shake hands and we still respect each other as human beings. We're not shitting and pooping all over each other in our happiness, you know. So I hope that the program expands in that way. I really do hope to increase the follower and subscriber output. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be sitting here shilling. You know, I do know you do have to show for your program. So if you follow me on Twitter and you see me post a couple of times or shilling my program, you know, I'm just doing what I do, all right? I mean, this is a one-man show. I write, I produce it, I edit it, I upload it, I market it. That's it. And I don't pay for marketing. I don't pay for clicks. Trying to be a genuine person here. So there is those aspects of it. But I also hope that, uh, you know, I hope to expand in ways like bringing guests onto the program. I have a very, uh, I have a short list right now of people that I would love to get on the program soon and have in-depth discussions with, uh, and try my, you know, get give a tryout at interviewing and having a dialogue rather than you just tuning in and listening to this man, you know, ramble about what's going on in the world and his view of it, you know. So guests is a big thing. I kind of want to ramp up my YouTube page, and and as my office is getting a little bit cleaner and I'm getting more confident, you know, doing things like having cameras and being on camera and doing video-type things, that's becoming a more appealing option. Not committing to anything strong with it just yet, but I do want to take steps into making my YouTube page not just something that sits there. So we'll see where we go with that. And then, uh, you know, uh, outreach and connecting and networking. You know, I want to promote other people. You know, I, I talk about Brian Nichols, for example. And if you don't listen to the Brian Nichols Liberty Show, I suggest you do. All right? Political Otters, I've talked about them a lot. They are, without a doubt, my favorite libertarian duo podcast. 
that's out there. And I think you need to give them a listen. Um, I got a buddy, Jimmy Davies, for the Moderate Podcast, who I think is another great independent, level-headed voice that, you know, is different when you're listening to podcasts. I want to network and build those people up and, and help them as much as I'm helping myself. Uh, and those are just some of the things that I hope to strive for in 2019. So guys, I, I know it's a little bit short. I know it's a little bit of a disheveled episode, but that's what happens. It was the holidays for the past two and a half or three weeks, if you will, running around left and right with a, like a chicken with their head cut off. So I'm going to call it quits for right there as we get ready to go into next week when it's going to be back to normal and business as usual. So thank you for listening, guys. Follow me on Twitter at FritzQS, F-R-I-T-Z-Q-S, Facebook.com slash the FritzCast, YouTube, search for FritzCast, we're on Minds.com, we're expanding into other experimental social media platforms such as MeWe and other ones, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And, as always, if you need to reach me directly, FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com, love you guys, and I'll see you next week.